Hey, Business Building Warrior, it's your buddy Jim. We've got an episode today that's just me, but I just got off the call with one of our coaching students talking through some issues. We had a great time. The call was scheduled for half an hour. We went an hour and a half. Just had a really good conversation and got off onto some interesting topics. And it helped me put together some pieces that I have never really talked about all at once on this program. Now, some of the things that I'm going to share with you during this upcoming episode, you may have heard me say before, but I'm piecing these things together in a way, and there's going to be some new information in there too as well. I'm sure for 95% of the listeners, and that includes you today, hopefully, some new stuff that will help you grow your e-commerce business, some very specific, tangible strategies go buy these types of products type of information. But we're not going to start there. I'm going to integrate that into my answer. Because the question on the table, and this is sort of the topic that we talked about today with this coaching student, was they're kind of stuck. When I say stuck, they've already been through the introductory phases of building a business. They've already got their e-commerce business rolling. They've followed the strategies we teach. They've got the replans going, but they're just having problems growing it up to the next level. Now, I manage multiple businesses myself, and at any given time, I'm paying a different amount of attention to different aspects of different businesses, but growth is always the goal. And maybe we should spend a little bit of time on that topic, why growth is important. It may seem obvious to some people, and to others, they may say, well, you know, I don't want my business to die, but I kind of like it where it is. We can talk about that in a moment too. But the bigger topic I want to hit today is, okay, I'm, I'm kind of stuck at this level. I want to grow it to the next level. What are those things I need to be looking at? What are some of those challenges that universally other sellers are running into in similar situations to me? Now, I've got a front row seat to hundreds at any given time and thousands over the years of students who are building businesses using the internet creatively. Specifically, in the past seven or eight years, the thing we've taught more people to do than anyone is launch great businesses using Amazon as the platform. So I know what those benchmarks look like, what those internal struggles are, what those roadblocks are, those things that you got to do when you got to do them to get to that next level. I've seen it happen over and over for so many people. So we've kind of got it ingrained in us at this point. So let's tackle this very methodically. The first thing I want to do is start out by talking about why the Amazon opportunity. Just, Just to remind and reinforce For someone who's stuck, sometimes one of the things you'll start to do is say, ah, am I even doing the right business? Should I be looking at some other stuff? You know, I want to make sure we're working on a foundation of, yeah, this is a beautiful business model. Next, I want to talk about why growth is important. So we'll talk about the business model. We'll talk about why growth is important. Then I want to get into some of the things that you can ask yourself honestly that are little barriers that you might not even realize are there that can might be keeping you from growing. And then after that, I'll give you some very specific things, very specific tools, strategies, content you might not have looked at yet that will help you go. So this is going to be a pretty packed out episode. I'm not going to make it all that long, hopefully, but very practical. So what if you're brand new? If this is the first episode you've ever listened to of this show, well, I'm kind of talking to people who've got a little momentum already. But I think you'll find this episode very validating as a new seller or someone who hasn't jumped in yet, just because of the sheer volume of people we have doing this business. And you'll especially appreciate, I think, several segments of what I'm going to share today, simply because it's very practical for no matter what you're doing, no matter what business you're in. And I think it just might convince you that this Amazon business, there's something to it. So if you're brand new, you're going to enjoy it, but there will be some things that maybe you're not quite ready for yet. We'll address that as we go as well. Okay, so let's tackle things in order here. Let's start off, why Amazon? Why are we so bullish about it? Why are we still talking about it even after we've been teaching this for actually coming up on 10 years? We've been talking about Amazon as a great opportunity. Through several peaks and valleys of people having different concerns, it still remains to this day the number one business model. If someone's going to come up and say, hey, I'm new to selling online, I'm not sure that I've got a lot of expertise in a certain area where I could go make a lot of money. I'm not wanting to become 
you know, famous YouTube or TikTok celebrity. That's not really my thing, but I want to use the internet to make some money and build a legitimate business. What do you got? Well, I've been doing this 20 years. I've seen it all. Really, there's only three models out there. I'm not going to go into all three of them, but there's a C, there's an E, and there's an S. You've heard me talk about them before. The consulting coaching model, which means you better have some expertise of some kind. The E model, which means you're growing an audience, which a lot of the YouTube stars and TikTok stars and those guys, you know, they're using those E strategies, grow an audience of people who care what you have to say. I love those models. You can do that even with Amazon. We teach you in more of our advanced strategies. Absolutely, you can be growing an audience in conjunction with your Amazon business. But we're not going to talk about that today. Today, we're going to talk about the basic model where if I don't have a whole lot to work with, I just know that you're ready to do the work. You're ready to turn $5 bills into $20 bills. You're ready to put $500 in and get $1,500 out. This is a model that works. It's the selling physical product. And if you're going to sell physical product, you're crazy to ignore the platform where half of all transactions online in the United States happen every day. You're crazy to ignore it, especially with all the low-hanging fruit. We love eBay. We love Walmart. We love all the other platforms. We use them. We teach them. We're excited about them. But Walmart is where half the eyeballs are at any given time with people in a credit card in one hand and keyboard in the other, and they're ready to buy something. So don't ignore it. We can teach you how to make great money there. Why am I covering grounds that you're already familiar with. Just as a reminder, we're here to talk about how to get you to that next level, but I want to make sure as part of that foundation that you're very confident that you're building on the right platform. You are. We're seeing incredible success stories very consistently rolling through our coaching program, people buying our courses, launching great businesses. They're posting their results in our free open Facebook group where you can go in and you can see people talking about their businesses any given day. We've even got a link you can click. You can check out the topics tag and there's a tag for all of our testimonials and you can just scroll through the real stories. We've got over a thousand of them at this point. People who have built great businesses sharing their success updates. This is a legitimate model. The last thing I'll say as far as the legitimacy and the future of the Amazon model, I've spoken about it a couple times recently on this podcast. We had a finance expert on our show not too long ago, a few episodes ago. This is someone who has extensive experience financing small businesses. That's what he's done for a living his entire career. He was in retirement, came out of retirement because he was so excited about what he was seeing from the Amazon small seller arena. The funding opportunities that were there, meaning these are businesses that are being run. And if they're run competently, and it's easy to tell if it's being run competently by just looking at the data in the account, it's a great investment for an outside source of money. They love giving Amazon sellers money because it's such a cookie cutter business model that can be done right. Are they excited about the private label? No not as excited for a new seller as they are about the replens and wholesale model. That's where they're excited to give you money. You can ask them for money and they will give it to you because they can look at your metrics and tell, wow, you've got a great business there. Why do I remind you of that? Is this an ad for, it's a Krumi is the name of the company, but a lot of other capital out there is floating around for Amazon sellers. A lot of Amazon accounts are being sold. We get into that. We can teach you that, how to sell and exit your account using the strategies we teach. It's all stuff we cover. That's not why I'm telling you right now, though. Remind you, I'm telling you this because if you're going to build a business, you want to know it's being built on a foundation of stability, credibility, sustainability. Yes, that's what an Amazon business is. And the smart money out there in the investor world, money from outside of e-commerce is starting to really notice and of all the business models they could be investing in, a lot of them are getting super excited and putting Amazon small sellers, that's you, that's me, at the top of the list of where they want to give money because they know it's a safe place to tuck some cash and you're going to get back more money later. That's what investors like. That should be evidence to us that we are in the right arena. You don't see them lining up to finance small gyms you know, workout facilities. They're not lining up to throw money at different facilities that require walk-in traffic, for example, right? We're still in the era of COVID uncertainty. What's it all going to look like a few years from now? Where's the stability? Well, the best stability they can find 
is in the Amazon sellers. And I could give you another 15 reasons if you gave me enough time. I'm not going to do that right now. We could switch anytime we wanted to, to teaching a different business model. We could probably make a whole lot more money if we did it, but we're not doing that. We're teaching what we know works. That's why we're talking about Amazon today. Okay, so let's talk real quickly now that we've hit that. Why is it important that I grow? So just as a quick recap, I'm talking to you about getting you to that next level. If you feel kind of stuck, you feel kind of flatlined at the level you're at right now, let's get you growing again. Well, first thing I did was convince you you're in a legitimate opportunity. The next thing I want to talk to you about is why is growth even important? Can I just kind of stay here? I mean, it's paying the bills. I'm pretty happy. You know, I I didn't used to have these few extra thousand dollars a week to put in the bank and things are going pretty well now. Why do you keep talking about growth, Jim? I'm, I'm kind of happy with where I'm at. Well, let's talk about entropy. Let's talk about just the very laws of physics that we live in. And this is where some of those Hebrew lessons I've learned over the years come in so handy, talking about how business is kind of mirrored, the laws of the way the world works and natural law, it's very reflected in business. And we all know that if we were to stick any object you want, like go buy something from the store, I don't care what it is, a $3,000 laptop computer or a a can of green beans, it doesn't matter what it is, but let's just imagine in your mind, you go and you buy it, you grab a piece of whatever that is, and you take it into the middle of a field near your home and you set it there. And you come back 150 years from now. Now, never mind that you won't be still alive. Just stick with me. If you come back 150 years from now and you look at that item, assuming no one's touched it, just let nature run its course. What does it look like now? What's its value now? What's happened to it? Well, we know the laws of science tell us, you know, the, the laws of thermodynamics tell us, which in my opinion, that's one of the strongest arguments against evolution. We won't dive into that right now. All worldviews are welcome here. That one of the laws that no scientist in the world will argue against is all things are tending into a state of chaos. They're not gaining function, they're losing function over time. All things, unless there is extreme outside targeted effort and force and energy brought to bear in a very precise, intentional fashion to prevent that from happening. Like that's what keeps an airplane in the air, right? They don't just stay up in the air because it's an airplane. They stay up in the air because they're burning a lot of fuel that eventually will run out and the plane's gonna have to land because gravity's there pulling it down. The laws of entropy, the laws of thermodynamics, everything's tending towards a state of eventual breakdown, decay, and loss, all things. That includes your business. You're going to have to fight. This is why I call you a business building warrior. You're going to have to fight to keep that thing floating, to keep it up in the air, to keep it going. It's a fight just to maintain the steady state that you're in. You think, well, I'm consistently seeing between five and $700 a day in sales. That's good. I'm happy here. I want to keep it right here. I think I'll just relax and kind of let it, let it cruise for a while. But what you're really doing when you make that decision to just let it cruise is you're deciding that somewhere between three months and eight or nine months from now that you're going to just kind of let it drift into nothing. And I pulled those numbers out of the air, but you can use whatever numbers you'd like. It's only a matter of time until something happens, something changes, the margin monsters find you. You know what a margin monster is, right? Anybody who's making money in a free market gets attention. People are going, hey, how's he doing? What's he doing? I think when I try to do what he's doing, only do it a little better. I've got a little better funding. I've got better experts. I've got better tools. I've got better timing. I get better strategy. I got a better looking spokesperson, right? And suddenly they're eating a little bit of your lunch. And as soon as someone starts eating a little bit, well, there's other people eating a little bit. We've all experienced this on some level if you've ever sold a product and there's two or three sellers one day and then you wake up and there's 15 or 20 sellers the next day. Margin monsters. They're always coming for your business. So you've always got to stay a step ahead creatively, either creating multiple income streams or getting better at what you do. Or in our case with replens, it's actually a pretty simple model that we teach for Amazon sellers. Go find more products. You can do it anytime you want to. Any of us can. Once you've been through our basic training and the proven Amazon course and you understand what a replen is and how to find it and the couple simple tools you need, go get more anytime you want. It's not a problem. 
So you lost Replin today due to competition. Okay, go find five more tonight while you're watching a movie, right? It's easily done. That's the beauty of this model. That's why it's so stable. But you can't just settle where you are. So now let's get to the real point of today's story, the real point of today's podcast. How do I grow my business? I've been stuck at this level. I've been fighting, doing what it takes to maintain this level. I'm going to speak more accurately, but I'm ready to grow. It's a little stale. I'm feeling like I'm kind of spinning my wheels, not getting any kind of new results, not necessarily building an asset, but just kind of maintaining this thing. What are my options? There's several directions I could go from here. By no means are the things I'm about to share with you the most comprehensive collection of ideas on this topic, but it's a handful of the ones that I hit the most often because I see this a lot. We see it among our coaches. We see it on my team. I see it myself. I see it in every business model, to be honest with you, but specifically with Amazon sellers, what are those things we can do? to help us continue to have the motivation, the drive, the skills needed to see that up and to the right line that we want to see instead of having this kind of wobbly flat line thing that we so often see with Amazon businesses. I'm going to give you a few very specific things that you might want to try. Uh, I'll hit the list and then I'll go through them one at a time. Let's talk about three things. First is relationships. Like here he goes again, talking about relationships. Well, I'm going to give you some very specifics about it. Some, I promise some things that the vast majority of listeners to this program have never heard in regard to relationships. That has a lot to do with mindset, which is my second point. And then leadership is the third. And then I'm going to get into some very specific, hey, have you tried this yet? Product seeking ideas. Okay, so this isn't going to be without specifics. It's not all just mindset type of theoretical for those of you who just want the nitty gritty, hey, tell me what to go buy at the store right now, somebody. You know, we're going to hit some of that kind of stuff too. But I'm making myself a note, bear with me for just a second, because I don't want to leave out anything that I've just promised. I want to make sure I get to all of this. Okay, so let's start with relationships. What do I mean? You may have heard me use this example before, but I think it fits very well. I was talking just today with a coaching student, used this example, and it resonated very much with him. And I, I think it will work for you too. His business was stuck and we hit this. Because his Amazon business, and maybe you're this way too, it's just one of the ways he earns money. It's not his core passionate business model. So few of us find ourselves excitedly passionate about selling random widgets to strangers on Amazon, right? Why is that? You may want to pause this podcast episode and just discuss why it is that if you talk to 50 Amazon sellers and said, what's the most exciting part of running an Amazon business? None of them are going to say the core part of the business, selling random widgets to strangers. That's not what gets you out of bed in the morning. Why is that? Why is it just not that exciting as compared to some other potential models? If you don't know, I'm about to tell you. So this is your chance to pause and think about why that might be. Okay, so you're back. If you paused or you just want me to tell you the answer, it's this. It's difficult to connect relationally with the end customer with this model. We are built for connection. We are designed for connection. Business success is the degree with which you're able to connect with other people. That's the only way a business succeeds. It's people connecting with people. And Amazon is very effectively cut that out of a large portion of the Amazon selling opportunity. Does that mean all is lost and we should throw in the towel and go do something where we get to smile at people all day, every day? Well, no. I mean, you could, but I'm very interested in this business model and you can make it a very relational, very relationship-driven business. And I would even say you need to if you want to last, if you don't want to get burnt out. We talk about isolation all the time. This is a very isolating business model. If you are isolating yourself, you will come to a point where you kind of feel burnout and it feels a little pointless maybe even, even if it's profitable, it could feel a little pointless. And I don't want you to have to plow through that moment. What you need to do instead is something that will help your business grow, which is the point of today's podcast, and it will make it more fulfilling to you. You'll feel better about the business you look forward to doing it. And it's that little magic ingredient of including others. 
That can be done in many ways. If there was a room full of 30 of us, we could brainstorm 150 ways to include others in your Amazon business and make it more rewarding relationally. But I hit a few few of the highlights that would pop up on the whiteboard if we had one today and we had 30 of us brainstorming, okay? This is just me, but hire somebody and train them on how to do the parts of the business that you're doing. If it's profitable at all, it's time to start doing that. You want them out there finding products. That's the best first hire you can make, by the way, someone who finds new products. And we've got a service that does that, by the way. Give our coaching office a call. We're taking care of people one at a time as we can get to them, but we're training virtual assistants and assigning them to sellers. Start building a relationship. It's even better if it's someone who's local, though, that you can see. But even a VA, you have a chance to speak to their life, do Zoom calls, get to know them, hang out with them online. You're interacting with others. You've got the relationship being built Store managers, store employees, local shoppers, someone to box and tape. You put an ad in your local, here's another example, put an ad in your local neighborhood Facebook group or next door app and say, hey, does anybody in the area have a little extra space in their house? I've got some products that I'm going to drop off and have you guys box, tape, and ship them for me. Start to build a relationship with a single mom who's really looking for some extra income. Suddenly your business is doing a whole lot more than putting an extra few hundred bucks a day in the bank you're starting to interact with others. You're building a team. You're building relationships. I'm not saying these people become your best friends in the world, but I am saying they could potentially become very significant relationships that give the whole thing a whole lot more meaning. And the example I like to use is one I learned from my good friend, Daniel Lappin. He talks about the show Friends, the TV show Friends, right? The hit show from the 90s. On a side note, it was pretty funny. We had a, a gentleman at our one of our live events here a couple of years ago came up and he said he'd never been to America before. And I said, man, your English is incredible. How do you learn English? You speak it so well because we had a good short conversation. And he said, well, I just watched the show Friends. That's how he'd learned how to speak perfect English. <laughs> and it just cracked me up. I'm like, man, that's a... I don't know if I like that or if that's funny or if I'm, I wasn't sure how to respond, but I guess that's pretty common. People in other countries just watch American TV shows. But the one thing I would say, if you're one of those people who are listening to American-based TV shows, that there's not a show on TV that comes anywhere close to approximating the reality of what it's like to live in America. I've never seen one, not one. The closest thing you're going to get maybe is a, uh, a live webcam of some busy city street somewhere, you know, <laughs> just people doing life, doing what they got to do to take care, love their spouse, love their kids. That's the vast majority of Americans, not the crazy stuff. I hope, hopefully you know that, and that doesn't need to be said. The TV does not, movies, US, American entertainment does not represent reality. It represents an agenda for sure, but it's not the reality for the vast majority of Americans. But anyway, he'd learned to speak English from the show Friends. I thought that was great, but that's not the story I have for you out of that show. The thing I want to point out to you about the show Friends is it drove home some very unhealthy messages. Now, no, as a Christian, I'm not going to take this time to say, hey, there's immorality on the show, or, you know, I'm not going to get into those weeds. I'm going to talk, though, about a couple other messages you might have missed, and they aren't obvious. But man, they were pounded into our head in a very subtle way. And the the message was something like this. And this has to do with relationships and business, okay? The message from friends was the best friends you will ever have, the people you will enjoy hanging out with the most, the people that you'll laugh with, that you'll cry with, that you'll spend your weekends and your free time with, are those people that you get to finally escape from your family and finally escape from your job or your work and then hang out with the real people in your life. The people where you can finally let your hair down and just be you and have a great time. Am I saying there's something wrong with those kind of friendships? No, I'm not at all. But what I am saying is in the real world, those aren't the best friends that you're ever going to have. The strongest relationships you're ever going to have if you're doing life the right way, and I believe even modern science would tell us this, you can leave biblical values off to the side somewhere and just focus on modern psychology. A healthy relationship with a spouse that filters into healthy relationships with your kids, and then healthy relationships with the people you're working with, building a business, serving others well, those are the healthiest relationships you will ever have in your entire life. 
Nothing else even comes close. And if you get the bonus cherry on top of some cool people that you hang out with from time to time on the weekends and the evenings and you goof around, eh, that's great. Those are nowhere near the, as valuable of relationships as what you'll find through, let's talk about your work, which is why I'm talking about bringing people into your life through your work. It could be other people doing the same business. We've got all kinds of incredible friend groups that have formed in our community. People that get on the phone, get on a Zoom call, meet face-to-face as often as they can and talk about business, talk about life. The relationships become far more valuable than just business tips and strategies. We've got people who end up spending significant amounts of time together, traveling, vacationing, being in each other's weddings and being there when someone's sick and following up when bad things happen. And those are the kind of relationships we enjoy at the highest level in our organization among like our coaches and our our leadership team, our content creators. I mean, we'll text each other, scripture verse, encouragements. Hey, I heard about your mom. Hope she's okay. Let me know how it's going. Do you guys need anything? We'll send each other flowers, birthday greetings, call each other. That's the kind of stuff you need in your life. Those relationships have far outpaced the college buddies I had that I just hung out with and was goofy with on the weekends. Now, some of those people I still stay in touch with, but we just don't have a lot in common with, and we're not serving others on a regular basis. If you serve on a regular basis with somebody, there's a powerful connection there that is very real. I mean, here's an illustration of it. I'm pretty sure I heard this from Lappin. I can't remember exactly where I heard this, but uh, you don't have to look very far to see overwhelming incidents in the medical field of nurses, female nurses specifically, getting divorces and marrying doctors that they work with. Like, well, that's just a low moral doctor leaving his wife and a low moral nurse leaving her husband. And that's tragic. You know, those terrible people doing things like that, that's horrible. And if you know someone like that, I'm not passing judgment on them. I'm just stating statistical fact right now. Well, why is that? What's behind that? I think if you spend a significant amount of time doing work that really matters with another person, there's a pretty special bond there that forms. And I think maybe something that might be behind some of that, and I'm not saying this explains every incident, and I'm not saying I'm an expert on such things, but the statistics are there if you want to look them up. There's a high rate of divorce among nurses who leave their husbands for doctors who leave their wives and they end up having either an affair or, or maybe they're both single and they end up getting married. But if you're working that closely with someone doing work that's that important, there's a bond there. You're serving others. What's the greatest way to serve someone? Well, saving their life is pretty great, right? Well, as you start scaling backward, hey, serving and making life more convenient, you could even translate it into a restaurant. You know, I, I worked in fast food in high school and there was kind of a buzz. There was a camaraderie. There was a community formed around those of us. We'd look at the schedule and be like, oh, good, Tim. And, you know, she's going to be here on Monday, the same time I'm here, like, oh, that's going to be a good crew because I know she's great at this and he's great at that. And we just, we worked together and the synergies there. And it was fun because we were serving others well. We were good at what we did. Bring that in to your Amazon business intentionally. If you don't have it yet, you need that. That's going to help you sustain. It's going to give you that internal energy. It's going to help you come up with some, some positivity, some optimism, about the whole thing. And speaking on optimism, I brought it up very specifically at that point. This kind of transitions us into mindset. I'm not going to go real deep on mindset today, but mindset is a huge part of keeping your business growing and on a good, positive, upward scale. I'm very intentionally bringing the topics onto the table today. This isn't just me randomly kind of brainstorming through as I go. Mindset is next. Optimism is the only mindset thing we're going to hit today. Pardon the interruption, but I want to tell you about a sponsor that's just joined us and we're very excited to welcome them on board. You're going to like these guys. It's buymyskew.com, B-U-Y-M-Y-S-K-U.com, buymyskew.com. What they do is it's a platform where you can go and sell your excess inventory. If you're an online seller, you've got that dead pile, that stuff you can't move, that stuff you're ready to get rid of, you can sell it to other sellers. And you can, of course, go and buy products there as well if you're looking for some stuff to sell online. Really cool concept. Buymyskew.com. Now, during the month of October, if you're listening to this podcast in real time, which I highly recommend you do, keep up to date. 
They've got a special at buymyskew.com. If you use the discount code, the promo code, SILENT50, that's the word SILENT, and then the number five and the number zero, SILENT50, at buymyskew.com, you'll get 50% off your listing fees just as a listener to this show. Jump over there, tell them we sent you, take a look at what they got, get rid of some of your excess inventory. Hey, let's get back to the program. This kind of transitions us into mindset. I'm not going to go real deep on mindset today, but mindset is a huge part of keeping your business growing and on a good, positive, upward scale. I'm very intentionally bringing the topics onto the table today. This isn't just me randomly kind of brainstorming through as I go. Mindset is next. Optimism is the only mindset thing we're going to hit today. You may have heard me say it before, but you can't choose a positive mindset. You don't have that power over your own mental state. Modern psychology tells us this. The Bible's told us this for thousands of years. You don't get just to decide to be positive. What you can decide to do, however, is to be grateful. You can be very intentional in your gratitude. And if you are, you wind up being more optimistic. And if you're more optimistic, you have a different energy about the things you do. So what am I telling you to do specifically? I don't care what level your business is at. Same thing goes for relationships, health, anything. It could always be worse. It could always be way worse. It could be a lot worse if we're honest with ourselves. There's a lot of room there between where it could be and where you are. You need to be grateful for that gap, for how bad it could be and where you are. That allows you to focus on how good it could be. If you're not grateful for the gap between how bad it could be and where you are right now in reality, if you're not grateful for that gap, that distance, you're not going to be able to improve on what you've got. You're not going to have the optimism, the positive energy to do it. And if you're wondering, if you're optimistic or pessimistic, and you got to do a little bit of self-examination on that topic, I have bad news for you. (laughs) And this one I did hear from Hebrew training. If you are unclear whether you're an optimist or pessimist or not, guess what? You are 100% negative. You just don't see it. Others do but you just don't see it. And here's the reason. It's because being positive, being upbeat, being energized in a positive direction takes a lot of work and you don't accidentally just do that work. It's very intentional. The example I like to use is I'm never confused as to whether or not I'm running right now or not. I'm a runner and there's never any confusion at all whether I'm running at any given time. It's either, yep, I'm running or nope, I'm not running right now. Same thing with optimism. If you're being optimistic, you know it takes effort. It takes energy, blood, sweat, and tears. It's hard. People try to bring you down and you're like, nope, not going to let that happen. That's a lot of work. You get up in the morning and you write down things you're grateful for. That's work. Sometimes it's hard to come up with those things, but that's what fuels optimism. Gratitude fuels optimism. Gratitude is very intentional. You got to work at it. The better you get at it, the more you're going to find yourself having a positive outlook. And if you find yourself thinking, wow, I wish I could be like Jim and just dial that stuff in. No, I have to work on it constantly. There's enough bad news in the world that any of us, myself included, and whoever else is out there that you think just has their act together and they're positive all the time. No, they're working hard. It's kind of the equivalent of, you know, let's say you, you've got a body type that you wish you had and you see that person who has it and it took a lot of work and you know it took a lot of work, but you decide to go, well, I wish I just woke up one day and had that body type. No, it took a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to sustain it. It takes a lot of discipline. They're saying no to all the time to things they want to say yes to. They're saying yes all the times to things they want to say no to. That's what it takes. That's the gig. That's what you've signed up for, business building warrior. You got to make a decision. I'm going to be grateful. It's not easy, but that's what's going to lead to optimism. That's what's going to give you the growth mindset that you need. If you're not optimistic about your business, it's going to be hard to grow it. That's the bottom line. That Maybe that's the, the tweet line of this segment. If you're not optimistic about what it is you're doing, you're going to have a hard time doing it better. This is one of the reasons why I spend some time early episodes of this whole program and I talked about the moral, ethical aspects of buying low and selling high. If you see it as somehow immoral or lacking virtue or anti-biblical or just not a good person to buy something at 20 and sell it for 50, well, you're going to really struggle to ever build a business of any kind because all of business is built on 
adding value to a product that you source at a low price and then either using your feet or your hands to add value to that and sell it at a higher price. And if you feel like that's somehow unvirtuous, you're never going to succeed in business. And got a newsflash for you. For those of you who are interested in the survival of Western civilization, that's the only way it's going to make it is if enough people are doing that kind of activity. Because the only other alternative is chaos. Strongest man with the biggest club gets the fruit off the tree first and everyone else gets a whack in the head. You know, that was human history for thousands of years. Biggest, strongest dude with the biggest army got what he wanted. And everyone else was either his slave or hit in the head, right? So we don't do that anymore. We say, hey, the person who can bring the most value to the market in the most creative way, do it without needing donations from the outside. It's called making a profit. You get more employees, you serve more people. The people who have the most stuff are the ones who are serving the most effectively. That's the way the free market works. Not to dive off too deep into that because I know there's political opinions all over the spectrum, but that's how the real world of business works. The better you get at serving others, the more resources you're going to have to do just that. It's the only way to do that is with a positive growth mindset. So we've talked about relationships. We've talked about mindset. Let's spend just a moment on leadership. One of the other things that came out of the call that I had today was I was talking to an introvert and odds are, raise your hand if you're an introvert, your hand just went up because most of us who really like using the internet to launch and grow multiple streams of income, we're introverts. That means we tend to be a little more uncomfortable about things like confrontation or things like, you know, calling somebody out, pushing them forward, getting in their face a little bit, saying, hey, you know, we need to tweak things around here. We're a little more uncomfortable about getting out and building new relationships, possibly. One of the things I always like to say to introverts, because I am one, and I had to do this myself, is it's okay to be an introvert. We actually make tremendous leaders. It's not okay to be shy, however. It's not okay to be backwards or awkwards. Building a business is about leading well. It's about relationships. You've got to learn those skills, just like you got to learn math, even if you don't like it, to be effective and functioning and logical and be able to have critical thought. You got to know some basics of math. To be able to function in business, you got to understand relationships, how to meet people, pick up the phone. Even if you'd rather send a text, if there's any emotion involved, you pick up the phone. If there's a lot of emotion involved, you get in your car and you meet face to face. You never send emotion over an email. Negative emotion has no place in the written word ever. If you have other options, you talk to the person, but I don't like confrontation. I'd rather just send an email. No, that's not how mature adult leaders who are growing a business and leading a great life operate. You talk to people, even if it's hard, right? Those kind of leadership lessons, and there's a thousand of them, but it's a great topic to study. John Maxwell has all kinds of great content on leadership. I'm not going to dive off into those weeds too far, but if you're not focusing on leadership, your business is going to have a hard time growing because your business will only grow to the ability of you that you have to lead that business. That's the cap. That's the ceiling. And you are a leader. Leaders are always strengthening the existing relationships and seeking out new relationships. Always. At all times. So if someone comes to me and says, ah, my business is kind of flat, I'll say, and I know what else is kind of flatlined too in your life right now. And they'll say, what's that? And I'll say, your relationships. <laughs> and if they're honest, they're going to say, wow, how did you know? And say, because the two go hand in hand. If you're adding people to your life, your business is going to grow. Not even, even if they aren't business related, they're going to inspire you or encourage you or motivate you or introduce you to somebody. The number of stories we've heard on this podcast where people started boldly sharing with others what it is they do. And then within a very short period of time, someone's uncle's cousin has a warehouse or someone's sister's niece has a you know, brand that they're trying to launch on Amazon or whatever. You spread the word and suddenly your phone starts ringing. And when I say build relationships, don't make the mistake for thinking these are, I've, I've got 8,000 best friends now. No, but they're people who recognize your name and they kind of know what you stand for. And you realize that's another Hebrew thing, right? In the Hebrew culture, they name themselves after the job they did. That's why you've got so many Jewish people named Wasserman or Goldstein or Silversmith, right? They, that was the job they did. So instantly people knew who they were, what they do, and they were proud of it. And their family legacy was this. Do that yourself. 
for years, I was called Mr. eBay, Jim, Mr. Mr. eBay, Jim over here. Well, now I'm more of the Mr. Amazon guy, right? But I'm going to be, I'm going to be known as Mr. I can help you grow a business online. I can help you use the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. I've said it so many times, it rolls right off my tongue. You try to say it right the first time. What do you do? I help people launch and grow multiple income streams using the internet creatively. It takes you a while to memorize it, but I've said it 8,000 times, so it comes right off my tongue. Sit down on the plane with somebody, have a conversation. What do you do? Author, podcaster, help people launch and grow businesses using the internet creatively. Multiple income streams. That's what I do. I teach them those kind of strategies. What did, what do you do? What are you known for? If you're going to be a leader, you got to be able to talk about it. You got to be able to share what it is that you're all about openly, anytime, boldly, excitedly. Because if it's just you sitting behind a glowing keyboard making some money, and this is just as a little side note, and you may be hearing more about cryptocurrencies from us in the future. I've got some cool stuff, fun stuff we're doing here. Just a little, you know, sorry to be a tease there with it, but there's some cool stuff happening in that arena that I am very excited about, but I'm very slow to talk about it because I want it to be fully proven out in my own mind before I dare speak of it. But I know there's people in our community who've made a lot of money with it, and I just have a little word of caution for them. You've got to still have a business mindset. You can't just trade crypto and say, hey, that's what I do for a living. There's no relationships there. You can't expand your network of influence by building relationships. Now, if you are involved in a community and you're building relationships and you're having those conversations and you're serving others well, that's the key. Serving others well, that's what keeps you healthy. That's what will keep you motivated. Not just the profits. We think that the money is what keeps us motivated. No, it's the profits are the result of us doing relationships well from a biblical model. Some people will say, oh, if I had the money, I'd be happy. No, you just wouldn't. Again, the guy was speaking about today, he gave me multiple examples. He understands the entertainment industry. He comes from that industry. Like some of the biggest names, actors that you've heard of, studios and producers, people that you've heard of, you've watched their movies. He said, these guys, when they, they get all the money in the world, and they decide they're going to make them lives, their lives about them, getting what they want, when they want. And they say, I'm retired now. They're miserable. Most of them die in a very short period of time where they got to get back out there and start working again. Just having the money isn't enough. Just having a family that loves you and having money isn't going to be enough. You've got to be serving still in some way. Yes, serve your family. But yes, it goes beyond that. If you're serving your family well, you're going to serve others well. It ripples out. We were made to serve others. That's the leadership lesson portion of our show. I'm going to start wrapping this one up with some very specific things, specifically one thing that's jumped out. We do this on every podcast episode. We give you specific things to help you grow your business. Here's how to go find more product. Here's some strategies, that sort of thing. I want to point something out to you that's been happening a lot among some of the success stories that are really emerging in our community. And that is start focusing on higher ticket items. Now that may sound very basic very simple advice. Like, yeah, I want to make more money. I got to spend more. But I'm telling you in the replens model specifically, that's what we teach in the proven Amazon course, the replens model. And for those of you who don't listen to this show very often, or maybe you're brand new, the proven Amazon course really steps you through that model. It's unique strategy that we teach, basically helps you analyze any product very quickly and know, is this something worth selling on Amazon or not? You buy a few, you test it. If it works, you buy a few more, very low risk. It's as you're doing it right, you have dozens or hundreds. We have over a thousand products that you sell on a regular basis that are easily sourced, paying full retail price. We teach these strategies for wholesaling as well. ProvenWholesaleSourcing.com course is coming out if it hasn't already. Go check that out for sure, because that's even another level of stability that's exciting. But replens, if you're focusing in a certain price range, the key to that next level of growth is probably just upping your price point a little bit. I've been finding some exciting items, for example, in the pay 80 to $100 or even two or $300 pay for an item. Then once it ships, you're putting 40, 50, $60 in the bank after everything's said and done. Now that's not tripling your money by any means, but if I can spend a couple hundred dollars and put $50 in the bank, once all said and done, you know, sell it for I'll give you a very specific example. One of the items that I'm excited about right now, we pay $80 for it. It sells for $150. We sold three of them yesterday. We put about $25 in the bank each sale. So we made $75 yesterday. We can go get more of these anytime we want. Now that's one of our numerous numerous products that we sell. 
that we can go get more easily, order them online easily anytime we want, but we're willing to play in that slightly higher price point. Now, if you do the math, if I'm buying it for 80 and I'm only making 25 once it's all said and done, you may say, man, that, that ROI is not all that great, Jim. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a lower ROI than what you guys normally talk about. It is, but that's $25 we didn't have before. It's a higher price point. That money adds up very quickly. So just as a strategy, start looking. Once you have those basic skills, which include knowing how to look at a keep a chart. Again, we train you on this in the Proven Amazon course. We've still got that set at just $29 a month, which is insane, guys. I've heard on multiple occasions, people say, why do you charge so little? It takes away from the perceived value. People don't take it seriously. We should be charging like $400 a month or more for that course. $8,000 one-time payment or $400 a month. That's a more realistic price point we should have for it to be taken as seriously as it should be taken. But we keep it down at $29 a month because I love the success stories of people who we were able to serve, but they could never have afforded the more expensive price points. That's why we keep it so low. That's all those great success stories you hear on this podcast week after week as well. You hear these people coming in like, hey, I started, I only had 500 bucks. I had to cover everything. And now I've built an incredible business, right? You don't have to come in with $20,000. You just come in with a few dollars and we can get you up and ramped up and started. And pretty soon you're one of our great success stories inspiring other people too. Because I believe the business dreams of even people who have very few resources should be paid attention to. The energy you bring, the commitment, the dedication, you, you're ready to grind, you're ready to do this thing. Those make great stories that inspire all of us. And we want to be the fuel for those. So if a few people don't take us seriously because we charge so few dollars for our courses, that's fine. They can afford to, to not take us seriously. We're doing this for the people who just, they couldn't afford it if we charged thousands of dollars for a course like so many others do. They just couldn't do it. So we make our course better than theirs and we only charge a few dollars for it. But that's the kind of stuff we explain in the Proven Amazon course is the replens. You get into Keepa, which is the tool of choice for replen sellers. There's some other tools involved, none of it's expensive stuff. You ramp up slowly, you buy tools as you need them. You don't go spend $3,000 on tools and then hope it works out someday. You ramp up very slowly. Keep us around 20 bucks or so a month. You know, And we don't make any money for recommending it either. I've got an affiliate link, but like I've said on many episodes, I think I've made maybe 100 to $200 after sending them thousands of users. I don't know. I need to check on our affiliate stats. But that's not why we recommend it. We recommend it because, as I said in podcast episode 369, if you go back and check it out, exactly why Keepa is the tool of choice as the baseline for replens sellers. The strategy that we teach around here to 90% of all new sellers is replens. So, with all that being said, I think I'm going to bring this one in for a landing. I think we covered a lot of good ground. If you found this useful today, I hope that you'll share it with somebody. I hope you'll spread the word. We love having new listeners jump in and join our program. I don't ever want this show to become something that, unless you've been around for a few months, this doesn't make sense. You know, I want it to be very welcoming for new sellers, help our community continue to grow. Because I consider my role around here, I don't share this very often, but you know, I listen to other podcasts in, in this the online seller arena and some of the other experts and I enjoy their programs. But so often it's kind of like it's kind of like going to a church and you walk in on a Sunday and you've never been there before. And I'm okay with some of this, but it's like I'm not in on the jokes. I'm not in on the language. I don't think everybody else here seems like they know each other and I don't know anybody. I, do I even belong here? Because it seems like everybody's kind of got this thing and the inside jokes start popping, that sort of thing, and you just feel kind of left out. Well, I don't want this podcast to ever feel that way because I see it as your role as a listener. Once you've been around for 20, 30, 40 episodes, get involved, build relationships. Don't rely on me and what I say in the podcast to be your main point of contact. Get into the business, get into our free Facebook group with coming up on 67,000 other people around the world. Figure out who lives near you, which we show you how to do meet up, that's your people, not me. I like to consider myself fairly available to our coaching students and our coaches, but come on, our coaching team is almost 40 people at this point. I have a hard enough time keeping up with them, let alone we've had 7,000 coaching students. Man, if I'm your point of contact, I'll do my best, but 
that's just not reality. I see my role here as welcoming in a lot of the new people while delivering fresh content, while also not making the new people feel like they've been left out, while rewarding the people who've been around a while with new fresh ideas and challenges so that you keep coming back to this show with all the cool stuff we're learning, because I'm always learning. You've heard me say, the longer I do this, the more I realize how little it is I know and how much more there is to learn. So as I'm on this learning journey, sharing with you what I'm learning, hopefully that's rewarding to those of you who've been around a while, but I never want to make the new people feel left out. That's the challenge of my podcast. I feel like we do a pretty decent job of it. That's why we keep hitting all these new guests with all their unique, interesting success stories. And from the statistics we're seeing, it's working. We're coming up on three and a half million unique downloads of this show since we launched it, which is pretty cool. I really like seeing those kind of numbers, word spreading around the world. Welcome to you wherever you are in the world. Most of our listeners are in the United States, but a good 40%, maybe more of our audience is all around the world, countries all over the planet, because you can build a business from anywhere. A lot of the lessons I shared today, doesn't matter where you live these lessons apply to your life and to your business, no matter what kind of business you're trying to build. So let's wrap this one up. God bless you, business building warrior. It's been really cool hanging out with you today. I love our time spent together. I'm envisioning you across from me. You're not saying much, which is unfortunate with podcast, but you're nodding your head saying, hey, I I picked up some good things today. That's why you're here, right? So hopefully you'll come back again next time. I'd love to hear your feedback, however. You can email me personally get in our Facebook group. Let us know what other topics you want us to hit. I'd love for you to leave us a review as well, if you could do that for me. But until next time, hey, God bless all the business building warriors out there, including you, the team and I. We pray frequently for this audience, for the listeners, for the students of ours. We want you to succeed. We're in your corner. We're not here to compete with you. We're here to help you grow and share in the excitement of your success. Let's keep it happening. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us again today. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about a great sponsor of this show, buymyskew.com. If you spend time looking for profitable inventory as a seller on Amazon, you should go check them out. They'll help you win the arbitrage game by connecting you with sellers who have surplus inventory. Many of these products already have Amazon listings, images, reviews, a track record established, so you can get selling those products right away. Head over to buymyskew.com. That's B-U-Y. M-Y-S-K-U.com. See what products you could start selling today. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.